Hey there, this is Nichols from the Adventures of Nichols and Spud, a brand new space comedy adventure podcast, premiering January 6, 2020, your Earth time. Hi, Nichols. What you doing? Em, look, you might be a princess, but you certainly don't exude the etiquette. I was doing something here, telling everyone about the Weird, Wacky, Wonderful Stories podcast. Oh, 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 oh yeah, I know that one. I love that podcast. Shelly and Bella are amazing. They're so funny. Spuddy and I listen to them all the time. What? What do we do, darling? Oh, for crying out oh, loud. Oh, Nichols was just talking about the Weird, Wacky, Wonderful Stories podcast. Is that the one with Shelly, Bella, and Brass? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah, I, I get a whole bunch of good Earth stories from that show. Paranormal, mystery, intrigue, you name it. Dudes, this is my commercial. Why are you doing interrupting, huh? Impeding on Nichols' time. What are they interrupting? My commercial for the Weird, Wacky, Wonderful Stories podcast. Oh, that's a great one. I really like that Shelly guy. He's awesome. Great voice he's got. Oh, Shep, you're interrupting though. Uh, you know what, that's it. Can I please just finish this commercial thing in peace? Sure, I guess. Don't let us stop you. Uh, excuse us for interrupting. Thank you. So as I was saying, you're sure now that I can finish? Uh, just me. Yep. Cause it's sort of a Nichols thing. No more interruptions. Promise. Even my word. Coolness. Okay. Now where was I? Oh yeah. I was just trying to tell all you out there in podcast land that you seriously have to listen to a weird, wacky, wonderful stories podcast. And remember to stay. We're happy and wonderful. wonderful. <sighs> Hey everybody and welcome to episode 62 of the Weird, Wacky and Wonderful Stories podcast. Hi everybody. So guess what? I gotta tell you something. Do, 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 do. I'm happy. What? What do you mean what? what? What good news have we had this week? Um, I don't know. Oh come on, help me out a little bit here. Until we got on the microphone you were like... Oh, yeah, it's so good news. It's great. Yes, it's okay. Just playing up for the flipping mics. Yeah, or you are doing all this whatever. <laughs> People couldn't see it was a dance that you just did there. That's what you were 
do it. I know, but it looks better when you do it. Come on, do it with me. No. Oh, I tell you. Anyway, guys, I've got to tell you this now. The immigration process for Bella actually being here has taken three rounds of two and a half years. So seven and a half years we've had to had to go through this whole rigmarole of, of immigration. And for those people in the UK who don't know, if you're European, then you can obviously come into the UK with zero sort of restrictions, if you like. Obviously, you've got to behave yourself and all that sort of stuff. But you don't have to pay anything to to be here. You don't have to pay for a visa or anything like that. I mean, things may change after Brexit. Don't know. I'm not going to get political. But you have the rights to the NHS, you have the rights to pension and all of the other sort of stuff, which you don't get if you're not from the EU. So even though Bella is English speaking, and even though she had skills which were transferable here, she had to go through this whole immigration process. A lot of people think just because we, we're married, and in fact we were married before Bella came over here, that it should have just been an easy thing. But it wasn't. Because you got to pay, it cost us eight grand thereabouts each time we did it. You have to pay for the NHS up front. But we didn't have to do that this time. We didn't have to do it this time, but the previous two years we had to. So that's another thing that Americans don't get, or in fact anyone from outside of the EU will get if they just come in. You don't get the NHS for free. You have to pay for it. So we had to pay for a whole two and a half years of it up front for Bella and Bryce, which I think was £800 each, each time we did it. Incidentally, as far as solicitors go, make sure if you're going to do it, you go through an immigration lawyer, someone who is used to doing it, because they're changing the rules left, right and centre for this immigration lark. And yeah, you... yeah, yeah, okay, okay. But the news... Well, yes, so the news is it's all over. It's finally yes. finished. This week we paid another eight grand, and Bella is now here for good and Bryce too God help you God help <laughs> God help the UK man no honestly so we are overjoyed so Richard Bryce who won our competition and is having the book posted to him that has gone out to him today sorry for the delay on that Richard but we suddenly had immigration appointments we had to go to we had to get lots of paperwork together we had to go and see this list uh, blah de blah de blah de blah Done, dusted. Oh, we can relax now. We can actually start to save and maybe go on a holiday in the next couple of years. Yeah. It's going to take us that long to pay it all off. Yeah, but yeah, eventually we'll get to go on a vacation. Yeah. So for all of those people that know us and know the struggles that we've been going through regarding that, it's all over, guys. So it's a real, real weight off our shoulders. So just wanted to let you know that. And guess what I did when I found out? You did a little dance. No, I went to sleep, remember? <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. Bella, once we found out, she was like overjoyed for all of 30 minutes and then she fell asleep <laughs> and has been sleeping nonstop since. I think that just goes to show how stressed we both were about it because neither of us are sleeping properly, were we? No, no. So. I'm, I'm glad it's all over. And incidentally, my son is here as well. So, you know, he, he get, he's good to go to. Oh, yeah, good to stay he's to. good to go to. Yeah, stay to. What I will say before we go on to this, it is a harrowing thing because they could have said no and then you'd have had to leave and then goodness only knows what would have happened because people who don't even know us deciding on whether we get a chance to live together or not. There was in the news this week, there was a couple with a young baby and the baby didn't get the visa, but they did. And they're sending the two-year-old baby back. 
or theoretically going to send a two-year-old baby back to South Africa without the parents. I'm sure that won't happen. I'm sure the mother or father would go with them. But the parents were allowed to stay and the child not. How ridiculous a system that families can be broken up like that. Yes, and that's all good and fine and well, and it's sad, And but let's just not not go um, rubbing the guard the wrong way. Yes, no, we, we to be honest with you, the experience that we had, and this is why I say go through an immigration lawyer if you're going to do it, has been very good because we had the right information, the forms were filled out correctly, we paid the right amount of money, we turned up on time for the appointments. There's a whole host of things you've got to do, but the service that we received, we had our response back because we paid for the super premium service, which they call it. £1,600. <laughs> just to get it done in 24 hours, or or within 48 hours, sorry. But it actually ended up happening in about 30 hours. So, yeah. Oh, my God, what a weight up our shoulders. Yep, so... Anyway, on with the show, guys! It's time for (laughs) What'd you do, get those dudes from Despicable Me to come on? Oh, they're so cool. I wish I did. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. who it was. Yeah, it wasn't okay. It wasn't really me with a high-pitched filter yeah. on my voice. Somebody squeezing your nads. Ooh, wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> Sing higher, Shell. <laughs> okay, so news. Yeah, so I found out that in 1976, they knew that there was life on Mars. Really? Yep. And they're just coming out with it now? Well, some rogue dude who doesn't work there anymore is the one that's opened the can of worms. Yeah. But anyway, so they put these nutrients in the Mars soil samples, right? If life was present, it would consume the food and leave gaseous traces. Of well, like sp- you do. No, more like you. <laughs> Christ, if, if, you, if you, like, turned off all the lights and sprayed some glow-in-the-dark stuff, every time you walked, there'd be a trail. Really? You'd be like a shooting star almost. Ah, oh, that's cool. You could wish <laughs> upon my ass. Yeah, right. <laughs> if it did produce this gas, then it would be like we consume food and we expel gas. Yeah, like you. And so how do they pick that up? How do they detect that? It would consume the food and leave gaseous traces of its metabolism, which radioactive monitors would then detect. So to make sure that it was a biological reaction. The test was repeated after cooking the soil, and that would prove lethal to known life. Ah, and then they wouldn't be able to eat the food, and they wouldn't be able to excrete gas. If there was a measurable reaction in the first and not the second sample, that would suggest biological forces at work, and that's exactly what happened. Why? Totally unrelated, but not really because it's got to do with space. They found this black... This really big black, I mean black, black spot on Jupiter. Uh huh. Right? And I mean, it was black, we get black, it. Black, black. Yeah, right? we, we get that. Yep. So, what color was it? Black. Okay, yeah, go on. Yeah, we. we. Messages, messages. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Remember that? No. It was you on our last podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, messages, yeah, yeah. messages, 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 black. So today I'm black, black. Well, okay. I'm not black, but I'm talking about black. Right, okay. Circles. Yes. Anyway, so there was a black circle on Jupiter, and it turns out that it was an eclipse. But because the little moon is so little, <laughs> it just made this little round dot on Jupiter. Like a little nipple. No, like a hole. 
No. Anyway, the, the thing about it is, <laughs> it's not a nipple. It looks more like a pupil. Yeah. Okay. All right. An, a pupil nipple. Nipple pupil? Whatever. It's purple. The, the spot looks minuscule on Jupiter, but it was actually the same size as Earth just about. What, the dot or the moon itself? The dot. All right, cool. The nipple. Pupil. Pupil. <laughs> okay, so talking about moons then. Saturn's moon, Enceladus. Organic compounds have been found in the plumes rising from the subsurface ocean on Enceladus. Plumes. Plumes. Did you know that? So no. this adds to the evidence that one of Saturn's most intriguing moons should be explored further. In 2017, astronomers actually announced that ocean worlds such as Europa and Enceladus may be the best chance for actually finding life outside of Earth. I'm totally undecided still whether I want there to be life or if I don't, because... Well, life doesn't necessarily mean intelligent life. It could just be bacteria. Well, duh. That's what it was on Mars. But if they've got that, there's got to be other kinds. Well, not yet. I mean, we start off as bacteria here. Yeah, you're still bacteria. Ooh. And not the good kind of probiotic bacteria, neither. <laughs> I just paid eight grand for, oh. you, for you to give me that insult. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. 24 grand in total. There's some crazy people in the world. So this discovery, along with previous detection of complex organic molecules in the plumes last year, further suggests that the moon now could support life as we know it. This goes into what we were talking about last episode, the fact that life as we know it, because there's a whole potential of there being loads of other life that our scientists are not yet able to detect because it's on a totally different... I know, you know what? This is the same but different. When I was in school, the periodic table was a lot smaller. (laughs) (laughs) Periodic table? What the hell's that? (laughs) A table you periodically sit at to eat? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's the occasional table. No, but... Uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So it was a lot smaller, right? Was so, it, though, or was it just that you there's certain things that you didn't learn about? No. There are ones that are on there now that didn't used to be. Right, okay. You do know that, right? Yeah, I know that they find they found elements. Yes. Okay, yeah, good, yeah, good, I guess good. Since you were a kid, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so it's not really surprising that there would be life that we couldn't yet detect but the thing is are they bringing this stuff back to earth because to me that's really scary well let me tell you something because you you mentioned this on the last podcast right about when we were talking about going up to space and being in a space hotel and then you were talking about aliens up there and everything else and then you said about it being scary because our astronauts when they went up to the moon could be bringing stuff back when we talked about the the whole zip wire going down to the moon Mm -hmm. that type of thing yeah Totally when, normal conversation, but well, yeah. Yeah, you know yeah. You know when NASA scientists not come back, you do know that they go into quarantine for X amount of time and that they're kind of checked and picked over so they're not bringing bacteria back, right? Well, okay, but if we can't detect it yet, we don't know. Okay. What if some dude that's gone to space is walking along the street one day and the next thing you know, a third eye just pops out in the middle of his forehead and it's from some weird thing that he brought back he never knew was there there's horror stories like this and it's true my mum knew a woman who went abroad on holiday and she came back with a spot on her cheek 
And this spot was aggravating her and everything for a while and she kept scratching it and she put cream on and she went to the chemist and they gave her something for it. And over a period of time, it was gradually getting worse and worse and bigger and bigger and eventually it looked like a big boil. And she'd been to the doctors and the doctors had taken samples and everything else. They couldn't figure out what it was. And then one morning she woke up, she was looking in the mirror and it erupted and a load of spiders ran out. Oh, ew. Yeah, I've heard about stuff like that, but ew. Yeah. That would stop you going on all day, wouldn't it? Now, see, but that's my point. If the dang doctors can't figure out that you got spiders in your cheek, how the (laughs) hell are they going to be able to figure out if you've got some evolving eyeball thing? Well, I'm hoping that the NASA scientists are a little bit more adept at picking things up than our, I'll give you eight minutes a session doctor. But yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Well, anyway. Well, talking about foreign objects, did you hear about the zombie deer that are threatening to invade the United States? I did read something about that briefly. There's a contagious terminal illness now that's been compared to that, you know, that Kreuzfeldt's Jakob's disease, that mad cow disease, CJD? It's been compared to that. Except it affects deer. Yeah, exactly. And which is why I said a zombie deer as opposed to zombie cows. You're going to be a zombie deer in a minute. So it says on there that... (laughs) <laughs> if i call you dear does that mean you're gonna get it <laughs> apparently it's been making them lethargic thin and extremely weak and regulators are currently working overtime to stop the afflicted animals from reaching nevada what if you eat them well isn't it venison that make well it says lose weight so that'll probably be the new well, sort no, of I mean, the new you... cure-all lose weight pill oh, they'll just quiet. be they'll just be you, making you, you zombie can't... deer into pills so but people can lose weight <clears throat> Selling like hell in Hollywood. You can't eat. (laughs) I shouldn't say that. We got most of our listeners are from Hollywood. Would you be quiet? Sorry, go on. Right. Oh, we got to tell them about our map. Be quiet. Zipping it. So you can't eat cow if it's got this mad cow disease, right? Well, it's not advisable. Well, right. So my point is if one of these zombie deer gets in somebody's crosshairs and they're going to eat it, what's going to happen? Well, funnily enough, it, apparently it's transmitted by protein particles. Lovely. That cause irreparable damage to brain tissue and has the potential to wipe out entire populations of deer, moose and elk. Well, that's pretty screwed up right there. They're currently being tested for signs of disease in Utah, which borders Nevada, and cases have already been reported in Kansas, Colorado and Wyoming. So, I mean, we're in the UK and I'm telling you this now, probably in America they're going, this is old news, man, we've heard about this for ages. Okay, but does it say what happens if you eat it? Well, according to a study that's been done by the Centre for Food Security and Public Health, symptoms take about 16 months to reveal themselves after exposure. 16 months? Wait there. And the average incubation period is between two to four years. So some researchers indicate that animals can be contagious before the symptoms begin. Wonderful. And the disease can also remain present in the environment for years. That's even better. So, I don't know. It doesn't say anything in this about whether it's, it can be transferable through, through food. CJD could. I don't want to scare people, but watch we out for the zombie deers. We won't be eating any venison. Watch out for the new... Show coming out on Fox, which is The Walking Deer. I read today that The Walking Dead has very abysmal viewer ratings now. Well, we stopped watching it, didn't we? Last season we didn't watch and we're not watching this one either. The pinnacle of that show was who did Negan kill? After that season... It went downhill. It started to go, I think. Yeah. They lost us, guys. 
Fox, terribly sorry, but we don't watch it anymore. No, which is really disheartening because I really did enjoy it. And then it just started to get so weird that mm. never mind it being weird that, you know, there's dead people walking around or anything, but it, it did start to go in some very strange directions. Yeah. I just think it ended up being more about the backstory and what's happened in the past and flashbacks and everything. And a little storyline took 10 episodes to actually come out. It's like it a just, soap opera with zombies. No, it just wasn't, wasn't my thing anymore. <laughs> anyway, so how hungry are you? Why? Well, just answer the question. How hungry are you? I'm not that hungry right this minute. So you couldn't eat a horse? No. Have you ever heard people saying, I'm so hungry I could eat a horse? Yep. Well, one teen did. She didn't only eat a horse, she had her own horse. Well, but wasn't there a big thing not that not that long ago where they were sticking horse meat in all these foods over here? And people didn't know, and it came yeah, yeah. out? Yeah. So, you know, what? What did, did her horse get sick or die or something and then she ate it? Because, I mean, you know, waste not, want not. It was, it was put down by the vet because it was ill. Okay. Well, obviously, it didn't have any kind of disease that could infect her. Hope, hope not. But she said on Facebook, and this post has now been deleted, that the keen rider and apprentice chef, so she's a chef, revealed her family kept fillets of... Their horse, which they cut, which was name was Drifting Speed, by the way. So they kept fillets of Drifting Speed in their freezer, writing, "If I'm going to eat horse meat, it's going to be my own." I suppose when you think about it, and and by the way, this girl has received death threats and everything because animal rights people are saying it's not the best way to have honoured the animal and it shows well, disrespect. Well, I think that depends because there are like certain species and stuff. Well, let me just let me just say this. So a farmer rears a sheep or a cow and, and then he eats it. And then he eats it. You know, farmers do it all the time. So are farmers receiving death threats? This is ridiculous that these people should be getting death threats. A teenage girl, for goodness sake. If you're going to give death threats to someone, make sure it's an evil person who's, you know, deserves it. Not a teenage girl, for goodness sake. Or a horse might think she's pretty evil, but, you know. Well, the horse yeah. was put but down no, no, no. because it was ill. The horse was obviously suffering from something that, would, that is, you know, it was in pain for. We've all lost animals in that sort of way where we've had to decide to euthanize the animal for its own welfare. Well, I, th I think people, as a general rule, they don't like to think about the fact that the meat they eat was once alive. Mm. I think when people are faced with that, and they got to really think about it. It turned, you know, turned some people off. Man, I wish I was like that. I could probably lose weight that way. Well, you would because if you were our pet, one of them's a bird. I mean, that's, she's tiny. She'd be a little nugget. She would be a nugget. <laughs> that's exactly what she'd be—a little nugget. I wouldn't eat my birdie. No, I don't think I could eat anything that I knew. Well, I think that would depend on how hungry you were. Well, yeah, what if I guess, you're the farmer? I guess. What was that film where there was a plane crash and they end up eating Alive. Each other? Yeah. But that's a true story. Yeah, I know it is, yeah. And they really got seriously shit on when they when they came back because people were so disgusted that that's what they did, that they ate people to, to stay alive. But, you know, I think you're going to do whatever you need to do if you're in a certain situation. Well, we watch these things on TV and we've only got TV to go by. You know, I will stress that. But you watch these things on TV whereby they're stranded on a desert island and all that sort of stuff. 
and the things that they find themselves suddenly doing then to stay alive, even on that Naked and Afraid that we watched, where there's these people that go on there and suddenly they'll drink their own pee, they'll kill an animal and skin it, stuff that they never even thought about doing before, so needs must, etc, etc. Talking about eating your pets, did you know that in Ecuador they're now selling guinea pig flavoured ice cream? Now, see, that's what I'm talking about. Like, I would not ever think to eat a guinea pig. It's just not something you go to the store and get here, is it? (laughs) No, no, you don't. Guess what they said it tastes like? Chicken? Everything tastes like chicken. Of course, that's what they said it tastes like. (laughs) But who wants chicken-flavoured ice cream? I was going to say, I would want chicken-flavoured ice cream. I I, I bet you the dog would like some chicken-flavoured ice cream. She probably scarfed that right away. Oh, guess what, y'all? We had to take our dog to the vet today, and she's been put on this hypoallergenic dog food, and she will eat anything. She took one little, one little teeny, it looked like a flipping cereal. It looks like, a, cereal, little, yeah, it looks like right? a little white bean is what she, it looks like. She, she put it on her tongue, and then she spit it right back out. And I do believe that's the first thing I've ever seen her just not even attempt to this chew. This is a dog who... Uh, little while ago was eating her own shit, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and then giving you some big old wet sloppy doggy kisses. I know. I don't mind. She's my little doggy. <laughs> and she's overweight, which you... She's not overweight. You were saying no, no, no. She she's is not, not she's overweight. Not, what did the vet say? The, what did the vet, the vet say? The vet say she's not overweight, but she what? said if you wanted to get her to optimal, uh, optimal, then she could use lose not even a pound. She I mean, did not say not even a pound. No, I'm saying not even she a pound. She just said a kilo at least. Get out of my face, a kilo. She only weighs 13. That's only 2.2 pounds. She only weighs 13 kilos. You're talking about losing a 13th of her body weight. I wish I could lose a 13th of mine. <laughs> I'd be good with that. That's pretty funny. That's right. Well, you can eat her food then because she ain't going to eat it. Yeah. It might work, right? And, not, and and don't forget, this bag of food costs 29 pounds I know, for was... two weeks worth, which will probably last her a whole year because she ain't going to eat that shit. Well, it's not going to last her at all then, is it? Because we're going to have to get rid of it. <laughs> we give her food. We'll have to put like one little nugget in there with her food. And then when she's all done eating, we'll go back there. It'll still be in the bottom. Yeah, I guarantee you she won't <laughs> eat it tonight. I guarantee it. Speaking of dogs, such good little transitions we have sometimes. It's almost as if you planned it. I know, right? That could never happen because I just can't see that far ahead. But people that have heart attacks, if they get a dog... After they have this heart attack, it really does uh, improve their chances of longer-term survival. Not if they died. Well, obviously they didn't die if they could go get a dog. I mean, duh, even I can think that far ahead. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, clear, clear, no, no, he's gone. Get him a dog. (laughs) Yeah, that's just wrong. I work really hard for that and I get it, yeah. (laughs) Wow, I mean, it's just wrong. I'll give you some real statistics. Go on then. Compared to non-owners of dogs, researchers found that dog owners experienced a 24% reduced risk of all-cause mortality, whatever the hell all-cause mortality mortality is, 65% reduced risk of mortality after a heart attack and 31% reduced risk of mortality due to cardiovascular-related issues. 
Damn. So if it if a dog protects you against all risk mortality, what if it's a Rottweiler? Well, I don't know, but maybe people should just marry their dog. <laughs> yeah. Live a lot freaking longer. <laughs> yeah. What if it was a Rottweiler? That would be... I mean, do you get an extra bump the bigger the dog is? Well, I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking, did they take into account dogs that might end up killing the owner? I don't think they did. Well, I don't know. What's all-cause mortality? Oh, exactly. It loved him for that long, and then it decided it loved him even more, so it ate him, because that owner was trying to stick him on some hypoallergenic dog food. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it can be true, because if it was, then everyone going to war would take their dog with them. Can you imagine trying to take our dog into a war? <laughs> She'd be like, see you later, dude. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. She would actually learn to speak so she could say that. Yeah, the other thing, yeah, the other thing that happened today at the vet was there was this really, really cute, cute little... We should rename this podcast from Weird, Wacky, Wonderful Stories podcast to A Day in the Life of Shelley and Bella. Well, why not? But anyway, there's the cutest little cocker spaniel puppy. Mini Lily. Looked just like Lily. Its name was even Lily. And our dog pissed all over the floor because she was too scared to go near it. I mean, come on. This dog was weeks old. (laughs) And Lily is 14 months. Oh, my God. It was just so funny. She's such a wuss. She must get that from you. Because she certainly can't get it from me. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) She gets it from Bryce. Yeah, that's where she gets it from. (laughs) uh, Moving on. I also read some news about a baby... Who was born? And I'm going to show you this picture because this is just amazing. It's going to be shit for everyone listening. It was a... Well, they can go on the website if they're that interested. And I'm sure that the picture could be put up there too. Well, you want me to put it on our website? Well, I don't know. what Email to them if they want it. Just going to show you the picture, all right? So this baby was born still completely encased in his amniotic sac. Really? Yeah. He was born by C-section, but look, he's still in there. Wow, he's moving inside. Guys, this is this is just, just literally a baby in a balloon. Isn't it cool? Wow, they kept, that's amazing. They didn't let the baby, they didn't even open the sack till after the baby was out for two minutes. So he was in there for two minutes. They've called it Bubble Boy. Goodness sake. Well, that's the media for you. Uh, guys, you got to see that. That's on... Um, well, I'll get Bella to send me the link so I can put it on the show notes. So check the yeah, show notes. But look, and you isn't can that see cool? still talking. Check the show <laughs> notes and you can see the uh this this for yourself. That's look amazing. These little feet. Yeah. Well that's definitely the wonderful for the podcast. Yeah, today. I thought that's really cool. Yeah. Ah, oh, you can see his little feet. Sticking. That is through. amazing. Literally a baby in a balloon. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Why? Wow. Is the mother okay? Because you said it was much she's yeah, yeah. Are they both okay, yeah? Yeah. Awesome. Good news for the podcast. They like call, it. They call it an on-call delivery. E-N-C-A-U-L. I also found an article where they're saying that researchers are hoping to do an, a DNA test on these bones found on a remote island to see if they were Amelia Earhart's bones. Oh, she's one of my idols, Amelia Earhart. It said that they're newly discovered bones from an island in the Pacific. It says here the bones were found on Nakumararo, a remote island in the Western Pacific Ocean, in 1940. But it wasn't until a 2018 study that people began to suspect they could belong to Earhart. 
That's when researcher Richard Jantz re-examined the measurements and found they closely matched those of the missing pilot. So there's then a forensic anthropologist at the University of South Florida plans to use DNA testing to confirm the theory. So we will wait to hear whether or not that's actually true or not, I guess. Well, it'd be pretty cool if it was, only because at least then her family and that could, you know, have some closure. So on to other things. Just to let you know, we have had loads and loads and loads of names for suggestions for our little alien pal on our logo. It is either male or female. So we've had mostly male, I'll be honest with you. Mostly, he does look more like a boy. Well, we've had mostly male, but it could be either way. You know, we're not going to be, we're going to be gender neutral here, you know. Because that's what we got to do these days. Yeah, up to you. If you want to send us some suggestions, send them through to mail at weirdwackywonderful.co.uk. Or, <gasps> could we name it he shit? You know, like he, she and it. Or <laughs> you could send us a message, a DM on Instagram or Twitter do either of those not a problem or even on facebook and notice i didn't say the m word lots of times there. no i, I was i said I was a dm i know ah. i was listening see i'm down with the i'm down with the youth mm-hmm. with the youth of today what's this you've just handed me something there's a well, funeral prank last time oh yeah we saw that right so last show i read an obituary about a guy who was a really big practical joker and his family wanted his obituary to be read out as much as possible and all that. So, you know, I did that as a tribute to him. And then this podcast, while doing some reading, I found an article about a man who went to his own funeral. Yeah, well, uh, yes and no. What he actually did was he'd been sick for a while. And so what he did was he recorded a message and had instructed members of his family to play it at his funeral. And when I say at his funeral, I mean they lowered his coffin into the hole in the ground, and as they did, this then started playing. Hello? 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 Let me out! Where the f*** are Hello? Hello? Let me out! some crazy stuff and that's a that's a family with a good sense of humor right there yeah no doubt i just it just cracked me up when i watched it the first time yeah it's funny because you see the video of it and initially when the old happens you know they uh you can see people visibly shook yeah you know thinking (laughs) when he first said hello they're like what What? Uh, is this (laughs) thought you might enjoy that that's worth looking up as well on to other things i'd like to say the start of the podcast you heard 
an ad that was done for us by Lake Avalon Entertainment. They've got a new show coming out in January next year. It's The Adventures of Nichols and Spud. And yours truly is doing a few voices on there. So you can listen out for that. I'm playing the part of Ship, which you already know, because you will have heard that in that little intro there. Ship? Ship. The ship. spaceship. Oh, that's different. Okay. Yes, thank you. There's also another part I'm playing in there, which I'm not going to tell you about. You'll have to listen to them, uh, see if you can pick me out on some of the later episodes. We'll remind you about this closer to the time, but definitely need to listen out for that. The production value that these guys have put into that show is absolutely amazing. Not like ours at all, is it? Yeah, no. <laughs> We're just base and crude and rude, and they're just, you know... Talented. Creative and, yeah... <laughs> So you need to listen out for that, guys. The next show that we're doing, we have an interview with Paul Sinclair is coming back on to give us a few updates on his research. We're actually recording that tomorrow, but you won't get that until episode 63. So before we go, don't forget, if you've got any suggestions for names for our alien friend, send them to mail at weirdwackywonderful.co.uk or any of the other ways I mentioned earlier. Also, if you want to do an intro for us, just record it on your sound recorder, on your phone, your voice recorder. All the phones have got them these days. And again, send them to mail at weirdwackywonderful.co.uk and we will include you at the start of one of our future shows. So should we end this podcast instead of talking about my sisters and talk about your bros? My bros? Mm. What about my bros? Well, Bryce got an eyeful of my oh, sisters. Oh, my God, don't really. <laughs> oh, this is coming back to me now. <laughs> yeah, see? It always comes back around. Thank you. <laughs> this is what it feels like to be <laughs> totally humiliated, okay? So, my wonderfully sexy husband. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's me. <laughs> gets up in the morning to go into the shower and uh so he goes strutting through naked as a jaybird and then well no hang on a minute bryce had gone downstairs first and i thought he'd left for school so that's why i went strutting through like a jaybird no 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 he was trying to strut his stuff that's what it was oh whatever he was hoping i'd have a look and be like oh hang on a minute Mm. i was in the hallway at this stage okay you were still you were still in bed yeah, so anyway, and then he realizes, oops, I forgot my towel. So he comes back out, grabs the towel, and starts walking back into the bathroom. And my poor son <laughs> came walking up the steps to the most wonderful sight of my husband's ass and his balls. <laughs> he had a decent view of my crack and my sack because... because he was walking up the stairs at the time, so they were literally like his head height. <laughs> <laughs> I feel really bad for the boy. We're going to get reported. We are going to get reported to someone for some kind of... He, he, he just... I'm walking through. I'm walking through, and he just went, God. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Bryce! Bryce, come here. <laughs> come on. You're on air, just to let you know. Okay. We, we, we're just telling the world about how you got this wonderful shot of my titties one day and a wonderful view of his butt and ball sack the, ne- <laughs> the next week. <laughs> how does that make you feel? How would you feel? <laughs> doesn't 
make me feel good, does it? <laughs> and there you have it. Anyway, time yeah. to go. Yeah, guys, thank you once again for tuning into the Weird, Weird and Weird Stories project. <laughs> project? <laughs> project. Well, yes, thank you very much, guys, for tuning into the Weird, Weird and Weird. <laughs> weird, Weird? <laughs> uh, I take three. Well, guys, thanks once again for tuning in to the Weird, Weird and Fucking Weird Stories Project. <laughs> podcast! It's a podcast on a project. Fucking hell. Anyway, please don't forget to stay... Weird, weird wacky, wacky and, and wonderful. wonderful. Thank you, Bryce. <laughs> Three-part harmony.